Hello, beauties, my kings, queens, and in-betweens. You are tuning into Divine Queries with the Mystical Minister. I am a queer spiritual healer, minister, coach, advocate, and teacher, and I identify with the pronouns of she and her, and I respect how you choose to identify. I am the spiritual magic of a queer POC author, and I'm here to support you in igniting your freedom and being able to be who you are, wherever you are. So let's dig right into today's episode. Let's go. Hello, beauties, and welcome to today's episode. And I am so pumped. Like I'm literally ignited vibrationally from the inside, moving up to my heart, to my eyeballs about this episode. It's going to be mystical goodness. And I have my really good friend, light worker, all kinds of things, light worker. I mean, a thousand plus things in there to, to actually kind of bring some definition to him, which I mean, he is so powerful. So I have Xavier here with me today. Say hello. 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 What's up, everybody? Hi, Sean. <laughs> nice to have me here. Thank you for bringing me along. <laughs> Honored. <laughs> I am nice. Namaste and stuff. You know. <laughs> namaste, namaste. I'm very glad that you're here. So tell me, like, we met, I it was three years ago in 2016, right? Has it been that long? Yeah, that's about right. 2016, <laughs> it, yeah. 2016. <laughs> I remember us sitting at that pizza place outside. Was it Mellow Mushroom? Uh-huh. Yeah, having eaten pizza and me just sitting there like I don't even I don't even remember the conversation. <laughs> but I remember us all being there and it was like an intense week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my events. gosh. And then you just continue to be a part of different journeys. Like I've had different I've had like tarot card readings with you. You were a part of like this 90 day journey that I was on um in transformational work. You were there. Uh-huh. And you've moved, you've been here, we've like crossed paths in many other ways, but um, tell me about what you're up to and what you're offering to the world right now. Uh, well, okay, so currently I, uh, I, I'm i basically up to two, well, three things mostly. One of them being my business that I launched at the end uh, in December of 2000 and it's 19 now, so 2018. <laughs> I get them confused sometimes, just how time slipping away. Anyway, um, so it's called Lions Lightworker Services, where basically it's it's a hub for me and what I do as far as the metaphysical side of things in life are concerned. So um, I call myself a lightworker because I feel like I have been kind of doing this kind of work for a long time, uh, other than this life in its own right. And I feel it's part of my... Uh, Dharma, or I guess my um, spiritual duty <laughs> to assist and help people get through their shit and evolve and, you know, live their lives the way they actually want to be living them. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing tarot reading since I was 14 years old. I've got the same exact deck that I started out with. Um, I am a certified Reiki master. That happened to me. I've been doing that since I was about 18 years old. I'm 30 now. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, uh, I'm also a human design enthusiast and life coach. Um, human design is a, uh, it's sort of like a a step forward from astrology. It combines, uh, elements of astrology, the I Ching, the Hindu Brahman chakra system, numerology, um, let's see what else, (laughs) the, uh, the Kabbalah tree of life. Um, it's a very, yeah, it's a very in-depth, uh, very personal, intimate, energetic body map of the individual. And uh, it really shows you how to, uh, basically how to be yourself rather than what you think yourself is at this current point. Because this is based off of uh, your stars <laughs> and what you arrived here as rather than what you came due to uh, parental and societal conditioning, if that makes any sense. A lot of people, most of us are very angry and frustrated and disappointed and uh, bitter 
over things because we're simply handling things incorrectly and operating outside of our uh, out of our original nature. If that makes any sense, it does um, make sense because <laughs> we're all basically taught to behave and do and um, get things in the same ways, and it really doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're so, ultimately taught how to go against our, our natural, like authentic selves, our true authentic selves. So this yep. brings us back to that. Yep. It gets us back to how we were when we arrived without most of the nonsense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes that nonsense gets started pretty early on, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, it's been a long journey. I've been using that with my own, <laughs> I've been using it on myself. <laughs> I've seen a lot of drastic improvements. It's pretty cool, um, and I uh, I like how uh, like I, I I can look at a chart of somebody that I've never seen before, even got the name of, and basically tell you stuff about them just from looking at a piece of paper. And then like every single time they're like, "Oh wow, that's really weird," <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I've tried it with many strangers. I've tried it with uh, friends and. Uh, it's just, it, I haven't seen it actually be wrong yet. And I'm somebody who's uh, pretty skeptical despite my new agey woo-ness, you know. So <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with that that modality and for sure. Okay. And so yeah. for you, you talked about it, how it personally, you've been using it. Because as medicine people, as light workers, we absolutely get to embody our practices and use them in our life and apply them to our life. So how has it supported you? Like, what shifts have you noticed by applying this in particular to your life? Well, okay. So one of the things that they uh, talk about is, like, there's different – there are five different auras that humans can possibly have, right? And so um, depending on what type of aura you have, it, it is basically how you're supposed to roll the dice. You know what I mean? It's like you're playing chess or we're all playing, we're all chess pieces and each of us has a different way of moving, right? So, like, let's say I'm a knight, but I've been taught to move like a rook, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for me if I'm trying to be a rook and I'm actually supposed to move like a knight, right? So, for instance, um, I found out that I was a manifester and um, there's, so the, the five types are manifestors, generators, reflectors, projectors and manifesting generators and i found out that i was a manifester and um long story short manifestors are supposed to initiate everything that they do and i can't tell you how i i can tell you that i spent my life like waiting for things to come to me and nothing ever happening Mm. like nothing (laughs) you know that that good things come to those who wait that's not mine that's not for me. <laughs> that, that's not my, that's not my bag, you know? Yes. Um, and I also found out that, you know, I'm also supposed to inform before I let anybody know that I'm going to do something. Right. And that, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in where I have like caught myself trying to like, uh, I kind of sneak around and like not tell people things because I don't want to feel like I'm asking for permission or I don't want to be told no about it or something like that. And really what winds up happening is because of the way my aura is set up, um, when I don't let people know what I'm doing, it kind of, it's kind of like a bull in a china cabinet. You know, and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, it, it really like, and it's kind of invasive. It kind of knocks things around. It kind of makes people not feel sure about me if I don't let them know what I'm doing because my aura actually doesn't communicate with them intimately as the other types would have, if that makes any sense. It does. If you're, if you're out, like it's, if you're not, if you, if you miss, I'll just say it like this, if you miss informing people, if you miss the step of initiating your entire trajectory, relationships and everything are out of alignment. Yes. If I don't start the way, if I don't start something, in that way, then it is guaranteed to flop. Yes. Because <laughs> I did not initiate it and I did not inform and I did not behave in the way that my aura is supposed to and the way that my vessel is designed to, if that makes any sense. It does. So you believe this like through and through like you like because I mean, you know me, I'm like a little like I'm like, oh, man, this feels it's feeling a little rigid. And I also get 
just being in alignment with yourself and being like living intentionally and on purpose, which is also what this sounds like. But is there any room for flow? Well, there is like, well, I mean, you have to think of, so what you're going to get is like when you get, when you, when, when you get the session done, you'll get what's called a body, a body graph, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the chart that whoever is reading the chart is reading, right? Well, the thing is, is the planets go through that body graph as well. And so that also kind of affects what's going on with our body individually also. Like we're collectively influenced by what the planets are doing in that body graph, as well as what we already naturally have. Yes. That makes any sense. Yes. But as far as like the skeleton changing, that doesn't change, if that makes any sense. Like I'm always going to be a 4-6 emotional manifester for the rest of my life. Okay. So like the blueprint right. doesn't change, but the, the environment around yeah. can change. Right. Okay. And so the thing is, is, if you know what your blueprint is, like for instance, like I know that I'm an initiator, Right. So basically, I have to make sure, I can't tell you, let me tell you what happened when I, sometimes where I did not initiate things, right? Mm-hmm. So this is my first year of business, right? And so once I got put on, once I got myself on Google, once I got myself on the internet, once I started trying to get a little of attention, um, I started getting hit up by these search engine optimization guys. You know what I mean? And these companies that do search engine optimization and Yelp even came up for me and I was super stoked. I was like, Oh wow, this is cool. You know? Um, so this guy offered me, he called me up. He offered me, uh, a position as, uh, the, the, they said that they're with this company, uh, with this uh, news station called K2. Right. Mm-hmm. And K2 is Oregon's local news station. Right. And so they called me and they were like, Hey, we found your page. Um, we are, uh, we work with Portland, Oregon's, uh, inter- uh, Portland, Oregon's news station. And we want to offer you a position on our, uh, as our, as our, uh, what did they call us? Uh, K2's official alternative healer. Right. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll put your ads on our, on our website. We'll put your ad. We'll have you showing up all over the place. You'll show up on, on television. The ad will show up on television. You just pay us two fifty a month and for uh, for twelve months, and then and then you'll have all kinds of traffic. And of course, that sounds great, right? Right. So it's K two, right? It's the local news station, and I'm like, oh wow, cool! What great timing is that? You know what I mean? So I <laughs> I went for it. <laughs> I was like, sure, right? So I also messed up in that regard because I'm also not supposed to make spontaneous decisions because I remember when I said I was an emotional manifester. Yes. Right. So I'm an emotionally defined being, which means that I have uh, my solar plexus is what's with what in human design terms is what in charge, what the, what is in charge of the emotions. Um, and the emotions operate in waves. So I have this emotional wave that's going on throughout my life. Right. And basically when something for, for me to gauge clarity as, as to what is correct for me, I have to let my emotions feel all of the feelings throughout the wave until it settles. And if I still feel that way, or if I still feel like doing it after some time, then I know that it's correct for me. But if I jump on it too, too quickly, I'm probably not going to feel the same way about it later. Xavier, that sounds like a great way of being in general for every single person. Well, of course it does, but there are actually <laughs> some people that actually should make spontaneous decisions. But I'm not one of them. Okay. <laughs> some people should make spontaneous decisions, but I'm not one of them. Um, and a lot of people can should learn to feel out and wait. And that's the thing too, is human design provides lots of those things that seems like something everybody should be doing. Right. (laughs) Like, um, they tell people that have undefined emotions who typically can make, uh, spontaneous decisions when people don't have defined emotions, they can make spontaneous decisions, but they also have to like be mindful because if they're undefined, they amplify the emotions of people around them. If that makes any sense. So depending on what's like, depending on what somebody has defined out of these, uh, 
nine energy centers, let's say we have nine instead of seven, right? Um, depending on what's and depending on what's defined and what's undefined, it lets you know what you're uh, what you should what you're working with, what kind of energies you're putting down. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I should have. Uh, do you still have your chart? No, because remember, I never got one from you because we did. Oh. We had such an amazing um, reading like a couple months ago, but we were doing the other work, and then um, I gave you the time and stuff. But then we just didn't like it wasn't it didn't we didn't finish that part of it. But so I don't have oh, my chart. I've done some well, human design stuff a while back, but I've never gotten this far in depth. Like and even when we talked to you, you were like, oh, let's do it again. So I love I love it. I think it's a great, a great tool, a great way I of people. Still have your chart. What? <laughs> yeah, I keep everybody's that I do usually. Um but anyway, like uh, then let's go over it. Let's tell the people. <laughs> let's let's go over it right here on this show. Let's let All everybody right. know. Um, well, no, let me not really. A picture of it first. I don't know how <laughs> to get other people to reference this or not later. Um, but I'll send you a screenshot of what I'm looking at right now. And um, so, yeah, let's do yours. Oh, Shauna, this is, this well, is a great idea. It is not all about me, but hopefully this will be able to support people in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Um, Ooh, it's so it's, pretty. It does look yeah. like the tree of life. It's the tree of life upside down. If you flip it over, it's the tree of life. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so... Um, and so let me, let me just kind of go over things with you real quick. Right. Okay. So each of those, uh, that you you'll see that there's nine shapes on there. Right. Yes. And, um, so, um, each of those shapes is an energy center or something kind of like a chakra. Right. And so, um, you'll notice, like I said earlier, we have nine of them. Now we've evolved from a seven centered being into a nine centered being. Right. So when we were seven centered beings, it was all about the mind and the Ajna coming into play. Um, that's when like Buddha came around. Right. Mm -hmm. When we started to start working with the third eye and the mind and the crown, um, communicating with the spirit and stuff like that. Um, so when we got the not that when, while we were seven centered beings, the mind gave us an edge over the rest of the world as a species. And so we were able to plan things and make calculations and strategize because of the development in the brain. Right. So the whole age got based off of, you know, conquesting and planning and saving. And, uh, you know, it became a, it became a, um, it, it, it was like uh, preparing for the for whatever kind of um, whatever was coming up in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and that was that's what our, our entire age has been about since the 1700s. And so since we developed um, or since we had seven, seven centered beings. So in the 1700s, when we got the extra two centers, um, the mind started to lose its role. Right. The mind was something used to make decisions with, because like I said, it gave us an edge in things. But now we have two more energy centers and it's not so much about the mind stuff. Um, it, this stuff also teaches us that the, uh, the body has actually three different intelligences. Right. So the body has an intelligence. The mind is an intelligence. And then there's you, the, the, the passenger of the vehicle. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm loving it. Right. So, um, so we make, we mess things up by letting the passenger, i.e. you and I yes. drive the vehicle. <laughs> we right? just check because out all the others. Body are, the body has, the body has a, a, a navigation system. <laughs> it doesn't need us to drive. You know what I mean? We're supposed to just kind of watch the scenery go by. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> now back yeah. to me, back to my chart, Xavier, back to my chart. Right, right, right. So Shauna, like I said earlier, there's, uh, so back to you, Shauna, um, <laughs> there, there's five different, so, um, what you're looking at in this chart is the nine energy centers. And you'll notice that some of yours are colored in and some of them aren't right. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody has typically a different combination of what's colored in 
and what's not. Unless they have, like, you know, you might see similar charts with people born um, kind of in, like, close to each other, like, birthdays that are close by. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe in the same year, you might, like, a couple of days within each other, you might see something similar. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they're going to be very different. Okay. Um, And so depending on what's lit up, that's the that's where your definition is, right? That's what you're putting out into the world, and what other people are taking in, right? Um, and so, uh, the white parts are where you're taking information in and amplifying it from outside sources. Okay. All right. And so the white parts are where you're going to get your drama, your distortion. Your, your problem areas, basically. Because <laughs> each of these centers is in charge of different things, right? Mm-hmm. So the white parts are where the mind um, can take in information and make dramas out of them. <laughs> and so and that's where the not-self stuff happens. And so human design shows that each type, the manifester, the generator, the projector, the reflector, and the manifesting generator, each deal with different frequencies, right? So I'm a manifester. I deal with anger and peace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, generators deal with satisfaction and frustration. Reflectors deal with disappointment and surprise. Uh, manifesting generators, they're a combination between generators and manifestors. So they deal with anger and frustration as well as satisfaction and uh, frustration. Um, or hold on. Anger and peace and satisfaction, frustration. They deal with all four of those. And then uh, projectors deal with bitterness and success. So we're all working with uh, different uh, frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so 70% of the population is generators or manifesting generators. 20% is uh, projectors. Um, Nine or eight 8% is a manifester and 1% is a reflector. And so, as you can tell, um, as I was saying, we're all taught to behave like manifestors, unfortunately, because manifestors used to run the world back in, back in the back in the day. They were the ones that were like, "Build me a pyramid," and people built pyramids, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, these days, we don't need those types of people anymore. And so, that that role has shifted as well. But we're still living in the echoes of a society of people that were basically just do it, do it now and make it happen kind of people. And that doesn't work for everybody else. So um, everybody else. Okay. So let's talk about generator aura, right? Well, we can stop talking about the other people. (laughs) (laughs) The other people Um, matter. (laughs) There are other people here. If if they're curious, they can either look this this up themselves or contact me. (laughs) For (laughs) sure. All about themselves. According to that stuff. He will read um, you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so generators. So you're a generator, uh, Shauna. And generators have, uh, they are the life force of the planet. They are the sustaining life force of the planet. These people are typically, they're very social. Um, they typically want uh, to be partnered. Um, they typically, they like to work and like, do things and like make sh- and finish things and like find something that they're really passionate about and just do it. Right. Um, they have auras that are enveloping and open. And so, um, their aura actually draws everything to them. Mm. It literally just draws stuff to them, draws everything that they want to them. And it also tells them yes or no. Mm. <laughs> gotta listen to those nose folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen to the nose the body will tell you especially if you're a generator the body will definitely tell you and so um the uh so the the so what makes a generator a generator and we're gonna look at your chart you see that red square on your body graph yes The red square is the sacral center. So generators have sacral definition. 70% of the population operates with sacral definition. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody has sacral definition, like I said, that's the center of like 
Uh, it's the life force. It's the sustaining energy. These people like wake up with a full tank of gas. Yes. <laughs> Ready. Like, let's do this. Shit. <laughs> and like, they're the ones that like, you just see them just like, like, how are they doing that? How are they doing that? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I can't keep up with that shit. What the hell? Like, <laughs> the generators. Okay. And so, um, like I said, they deal, so they, they have this, this full tank of gas and basically they have to do things to deplete that energy. And the things that are going to deplete that energy are things that satisfy them. Mm. Yes. Yes. Pleasure, satisfaction, sacral definition. Yes. All, all making sense. Yes, yes, yes. So when you do things that satisfy you, that sacral is humming. That sacral is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and that's, the sac- that's actually the sacral sounds. The sacral mm. makes noises. And that's how you know if something is correct for you or not. So the sacral literally will go, uh-huh, or uh-uh, or mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, or something like that. It'll I got a little black sound. granny in my tum-tum. You know what I'm saying? Say it again. I got a little black <laughs> granny in my tum-tum. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you do. You literally have a granny in your tum And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so for a generator, that literally is how your body, because the body has its own intelligence. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And so... Your body will literally let you know if something is correct for you or not. Now, here's the thing is we're run as a society. We're taught to let the mind run the show. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes like you might not even you're if you're like, first of all, it might be a bit of a challenge to get in touch with that sacral at first. Right. Um, because the mind is pretty good at running the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, the, uh, hold on. I just lost my train of thought, but the, um, so if you, the mind, the mind has been taught to run the show, but if, but so the mind and the sacral might not actually agree to the same things. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so no, it's all making sense. You know, I'm mind. with it. <laughs> this is literally why i teach like about pleasure in life sacred sexuality like enjoying all like this is like it all it all just fits in with like who i am so i'm loving it yeah yeah (laughs) so so, yeah sacral energy it's a it's a you guys are like the, the more so when you do things without checking in with your sacral you're probably going to find yourself frustrated. See, when generators, because the thing is, is when generators commit to something, they're the sustaining force. So they kind of get stuck on it for a really long time. So you have to make sure that the things that you engage in are correct. Yes. And in order to do that, you have to have the sacral give you the, the uh-huh or the uh-huh. If that makes any sense. Okay, it does. And let's take a break so we can come back and get into this. You guys wrap your mind around all of this. And we're definitely going to get you Xavier's information towards the end of the show. So you can check in and get your human design chart done as well. We'll be right back after this quick movement break. See you soon. All right, guys, it's time for squats. So have your feet slightly outside the hips or even wider, just depending on your body type. And you're going to squat down. Keeping that chest up and keeping the weight in the heels. Going below parallel if that's comfortable for you and then back up. And we do 10 just like this. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Yay! All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that movement break. So we are back in this jam on human design with Xavier. And we were just talking about my chart, which you guys can't see, but it's beautiful. And I really do urge you to get it done with him. But he was just speaking on the sacral definition, as you remember, before the break. And now, Xavier, what are all these other things? (laughs) What a great question you've asked, Shauna. Um, (laughs) 
these other things are the rest of the energy centers. So the sacral center is uh, one of nine energy centers that make up the body grass. Um, and so depending on what these other ones are, uh, which other ones are colored in and which other ones are not colored in, that basically tells you what type of aura you have and what kind of strategy you have as far as human design and um, making your decisions is concerned. Um, also, it tells you uh, the ones that are colored in are where you're putting your information out into the world and other people are that other people are receptive to. And the ones that are open are, are white or undefined. That's what the, the, the white ones are called undefined, right? Mm. And so where you're, where you're undefined is where you're taking in information that had, uh, of other people's definition in those areas. Does that make sense? It does. So in mine, uh, in your chart, you have uh, three. Uh, you have three undefined centers: the throat, the G center, and the the heart or the ego center. Um, so, for instance, um, and on my chart, uh, I have uh, those white ones. On the uh, my white ones are the bottom three towards the left. So mine would be the open spleen, the open un undefined spleen, undefined sacral, undefined root. Mm. Um, but I have definition in my throat, my G, and my ego center. So when you and I are interacting with each other, I am taking in your sacral, splenic, and root definition, and you're taking in my throat, uh, G, and uh, ego definition, if that makes any sense. I literally am picturing like those um, in some like mystical shows, even on, there's this show on Netflix right now of like me being next to you and just like breathing in your throat and your heart. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that. Um, so, yes, exactly that, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see here. So, you got, um, so let's talk, let's get back to you. But so that's that's basically what what's happening when you're interacting with other people is you're taking in their definition and they're taking in your definition. Okay, so question though. Wherever so, what open, does that look that like? Sense. Wherever y'all are open, that's where you're taking in the other's definition. Okay, so what does that actually mean and what does that look like? Because as you know, I'm very expressive with my throat and my heart and all of that stuff. So like, what does that mean? Okay. What does that look like? So let's uh, let's talk about your undefined centers then. Let's, let's start there. Um, so the open throat center. Um, the throat center is, uh, is the center of expression and communication um, and it is also where initiated energy happens. It's the exit point of the entire body graph. All of the energy from all of the centers are headed to the throat, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have, uh, um, so you have an undefined throat center, which basically kind of means you're not really here to do any initiating whatsoever. Um, so for you, when you initiate stuff, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> really give you a lot of clap back. This, um, this is reminding me of that one thing I said to you, how I always like go after that. How can I say this in a better way? that doesn't sound like I'm a predator. Um, <laughs> that I always initiate relationships. There we go. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. You definitely should not initiate relationships. Absolutely. Or anything for that matter. Like, I know that sounds kind of, that can be a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a stroke against the ego because mm -hmm. we're a lot, we're raised to be doers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so that means is like, so for a generator, especially, you know, so not only do you have an open throat, but you also have, you're also a generator. So your aura does all the doing for you. Your aura brings and sucks in like a black hole the stuff that you desire to your life. You just have to wait for it to show up in your sacral to go, uh-huh. Right? But when you go and try and make it happen of your own volition, it goes against the mechanics of what that aura does naturally. Okay, pause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, excuse me. So... I'm a creator. Like I am a creator. I create. Yes. I am like expressive. I am an artist. So like I, I, I do things. Things come for me. Like I literally feel like I create though from my womb. And oh, right. so I don't right. like, I'm supposed to sit here and just be like, uh. 
No, no, no. You're supposed to be like, uh, like, okay, for instance, like, let's say that you want to, um, like, uh, let's say that you want to, uh, uh, like, uh, hmm, let's say that you want to get a new job, right? Okay. Let's just make something real basic, yes. right? New job. All right. So when you, if, if you want a new job as a generator, the best thing for you to do as far as approaching the new job is to basically go about your business, <laughs> doing whatever you're doing, however you were, whatever you were doing before, whatever you're currently doing, just keep doing all that until something pops up, until you see like an ad or in some, or somebody may come up to you out of nowhere and go, Hey, um, we're looking for, uh, we have an open position, um, that does this. And then would you be interested in that? And then the sacral goes, Oh, mm -hmm, that sounds like a great idea. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but if you decide I want a new job and go hit the pavement <laughs> immediately trying to get that new job, you're going to find yourself real frustrated trying to get that new job. Yes. And I, I've experienced that, like even going off of this example, I've experienced that and I've really realized that it's like, it is a waste of energy. So I guess that's what happens when you do go against yourself. I mean, obviously and yeah. it's just exhausting. So that's a really great example because years and years ago, I was like, I felt stuck in this job and I was like, I have to get out of here. I need to be somewhere else. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And I did all this work to try to get out and I still stay there for like two more years. And then finally. Right. In the moment when you were just like, okay, fuck it. Yes. <laughs> surrender. Yeah. Once you surrender. Yeah. That's, that's, it's trust and surrender yes. for the generator types, man. Like you guys have got to let your aura do the work for you. Yes, 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 yes. This weekend I did, um, I did my final weekend of teacher of light initiation and what came oh, through cool. for me every, like every day it was like, just trust and lean in more, like trust, like trust in spirit even more like beyond where I do now. Cause there's like a whole nother level. They're like, I got you. We got you. It's like, let's yeah, like, no, 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 for real. We still got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love That's it. It's all in alignment. Like it's all in alignment. Okay, so continue, and please. So, and what's super cool is like, you know, the other thing too is like a gen generators, when you guys like let your sacral do the work for you, your lives can literally change in a matter of hours. Mm. <laughs> Once it gets rolling, it just depends. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when you guys are like, cause you go, so for instance, like when you guys are at that point where you're like frustrated with shit, you can almost always bet that a solution is on the way. Yeah. Like when you get to that uncomfortable squirmy spot where you feel like you're going to like just die of what just fresh, just frustration and hopelessness. That's when the breakthrough, the breakthrough inevitably happens when you get to that point. But like the thing is it only, it had to get to that point because you guys are the sustaining types. So when you commit to something prematurely or without checking in with your sacral's intelligence, you're gonna get stu you get stuck on it until it run until until it runs its course. So in order to save you guys all of that extra frustration, it's best just to let the sacral tell you whether it's okay or not, and to not just jump on things because you think you need it. Does that make sense? A thousand percent. A thousand. Um, it's kind of like a like. It's a, it, it's a long lesson to learn from that point. Once you, once you, once you make an incorrect commitment as a generator, you get me? I get you. And um, I like, hopefully I've learned it and now I'm just chilling with God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's super important. Like you got like, like I can't stress that enough to the generator types. It's really like. And, and, you know, if you just take it that part, like, it makes things a lot simpler for you, too. Yeah. You know? Like, which is another thing that we have to decondition as a species is that we have to, that life is hard. Yeah. Or that we have to work hard to do things. You know what I'm saying? We have to work hard and life is hard and we have to work hard because we're acting incorrectly. Because we're working again, we're working in our not-self frequencies. We're not working as ourselves. We're working as some sort of, uh, we're working to become some sort of homogenized model of what we think we should be. 
Amen. And Gary V, I don't know, I really hate quoting him. So maybe it wasn't him, but I'm going to give him his credit if it was him. So I'm just going to say maybe it was. Um, he talks about, well, he, he mentioned this, and this is what brought this to mind, is that like some people, there's this whole like, don't hustle, like align that whole thing that's going on right now. Yeah. Like for me, that's true. Like I, like I hustled my act for so long. And then finally, like I burnt myself out because that's how I learned this lesson. I burnt myself out and it was like, wait, stuff doesn't have to be this hard. Like I don't have to get my heart broken to learn lessons. I don't have to like hit my head up against the wall a thousand times. Like I don't have to do that. I don't have to like break my back and work endless hours to increase like my abundance flow. Like I get to chill align, do aligned action, take aligned action. But there are some people who do get to hustle a little bit more. You yeah, know, it's not the same for everyone. <laughs> there are some people that are supposed to do that. Yeah. And some people aren't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have an open throat center. So for, so uh, like, it's really important for you to just really like let uh, the action be invited of you, if that makes any sense. Because um, the, the throat is the, the initiation center as well. Um, so because you don't have... Um, now, because, now let's talk about uh, these open centers. Remember I was saying that you uh, the open centers are where you're taking in information from those other people's centers that are defined? Yes, let's talk right? about the heart. Say it again. Let's talk about the heart. <laughs> well, we will get there. We'll get there. What does that um, mean? So the uh, the throat center is people's uh, ability to express themselves and to communicate too, right? You may find yourself um, like uh, with a lot of pressure to speak when you're around people. Mm. Um, and you may find yourself with a lot of... Uh, like uh, you may find yourself with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of pressure to speak. Um, that's actually um, a, a not self trait of the throat of the undefined throat. Um, like speaking out of turn, um, kind of. You may find that you use, you may have found in your past that you kind of blurted things out that might not have made much sense, or you you thought they made have made sense in your head, but then they come out of your mouth and it comes out completely different than what you expected. Um, you may have, uh, people with open throats can get like uh, sore throats pretty easily. Um, they basically, you kind of have to, you know, that, that, that speak when you're spoken to, you may have heard when your parents may have said to you, <laughs> um, that's a real thing in your case. Like you, it actually, huh. it kind of saves you energy to speak when you're spoken to because you have an open throat. Huh. Um, but that also means you're a channel. <laughs> you can channel what people are going to say. You may have caught yourself saying saying something somebody else was going to say. All the time. Um, you also have the uh, like that's also an expressive trait. So you may have find yourself like some days feeling like super creative and super expressive, and other days you may not. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's just a bit about the open throat. So each of these open each of the white centers in your chart has a. Uh, has a not self question because the open centers will trigger you into getting into your not self mm. and it will trigger you into doing things that you regret later. Right. So your not self is frustration. And so Ooh. your frustration is going to come from either not doing stuff that the sacral told you to, from doing things. The sacral was like, no, don't do it. Ah. You know, and you still did it. Or it comes from like not checking in with that sacral at all, just doing things on your own. Um, and it also comes from any of these themes that the white centers will have. Okay, so the theme that the throat has is the uh, am I the question that it is about uh, um, attracting attention, right? Mm. Um, attracting attention. Am I doing this to attract attention? Um, so if you catch you, when you're younger, you may have just been like just doing a bunch of crazy shit, <laughs> and it's because you wanted attention. Um, and that's just a not self theme of the open throat. Um, the next one you have, since you're talking about the heart, this is actually it's funny. Um, 
the heart-centered actually doesn't have shit to do with love as far as human design is concerned. Um, but I'll tell you what does have to do with love, and it's the G-center, which is that white diamond in the center of your body graph. Yes. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, this is cool. You have the uh, the one, which is that one, that one, that uh, you see that one, that's that, that circle there, that yes. blue circle that's got a one in it. Mm-hmm. That is gate one, which is the gate of uh, the... Um, the uh, the creative the gate of expression so people with gate one are naturally very creative right mm-hmm. so that that's you you said i'm a creator you know that that's the one line right there right um the thing about the creator part is it needs to be received right so a lot of stuff um a lot of the things you'll know you'll learn if, if you like go and take a look in a lot of these gates um, a lot of these gates operate on the invitation, which um, my uh, over-analytical ass has basically summarized that as saying that a lot of people are doing things, out, most people are doing things out of turn, and most people need to learn to wait for invitations <laughs> or wait for their, wait for ask, wait to be asked or wait to be received in those regards, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, so, um because that's actually the eight. The eight is the uh, the the receive the reception end of the one, which is in the throat. Um, so when you have an open G center, the G center is in charge of love and guidance and direction. Um, it's the seat of the soul. It's the sense of identity, right? <clears throat> so when people have open G centers. Um, this can be a bit of a heavy point because this is actually where, like I said, you know how I said uh, the body has a GPS system? Mm-hmm. Um, your GPS is kind of, uh, it's sensitive and can be overridden by other people's GPS. Yeah. Because the, the G-Center is the GPS, basically. Yeah, so basically okay. I have imposters trying to come in and tell me where to go. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, like, okay, so for instance, I have a defined G-Center, right? Um, So when you and I are interacting with each other, you are sensitive. You can feel how I feel about myself, Mm. how I identify as a being, right? Yeah. Um, Now, what this means is since it's open and you can feel that stuff, when people... um, People with open G-centers are prone to thinking they're in love when they're not because of the G-center being defined by somebody else, Mm. right? This open G-center can feel like there's a piece of you missing, like you don't know who you are. (laughs) Um, You're like your identity, like people with open Gs are like, oh, I need to find myself or... Um, you know, uh, or they're either looking for love or direction or trying to find themselves, right? Yeah. Or trying to, de- or trying to define themselves. Um, uh, and they may be feeling, they, they, they actually have that feeling their whole life. That's not something that ever actually goes away. So, but on the flip side, um, you get to taste what it's like to be everybody, you're like a chameleon. You, you try other people's identities on, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. What doesn't make sense, though, is that I don't, I am constantly trying to, like, unbox. I am, like, I rebel against those other things. Like, I'm like, no, I don't need anybody to define me. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, I don't, oh, wa- I don't want you to try to tell me what I should do. Like, I'm so rebellious against that. I'm like, wait, don't try to tell me which way I should go. Like, so, so probably sometimes an extreme. Maybe it's because, like, intuitively I know that I need to protect that or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you probably, um, you know, and they they say that people um, will typically start to figure their design out after a while. You get me? Yes. Um, you have no choice but to at some point. But if you get it earlier on, <laughs> it'll save you a lot of bullshit, you know? Um so, but yeah, so this G-Center, it can, you, people, when you, when you have an open G-Center, if you catch yourself 
doing something uh, to find love or to get love or to like you like like you know these are the type of people that'll move across the continent to marry somebody that they met on the internet. Oh, yes. Not judging you guys, but I know some of y'all. You know what I'm saying? I know some of y'all. I know some of y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's a total not-self thing of an open G-Center, right? Um, and uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, all right. So now another thing about the G-Center is it's very the environment is very important. Or the G Center. If it doesn't feel correct, whatever you're doing in that place is not going to work out. Like if you're on a business meeting and you go to this restaurant and you're like, oh, I don't like the way this place feels, you need to go someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, whatever happens after that's not going to work. The G Center is very sensitive. Um, and you also, um, here's, an, here's a cool thing about that is so. You know, you don't have a consistent sense of direction. So basically, your trajectory is kind of guided by the people you let into your circle. Mm. Um, so you have to be very mindful of the people that you allow in your circle because they're going to be guiding you. Um, and so and that's why you need to be mindful of how that person feels. Right. Because you're sensitive to how they identify with themselves. So if they if they feel good consistently, if you feel good around them consistently, then it's probably a good idea for you to invest in, invest energy in them. Yeah. But if it's wishy washy, or if they make you feel bad, if you feel bad about yourself around them, it's probably their own shit that you're reflecting. Does Ooh, that make sense? yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. We're at church right now. I, I, I've seen the contrast of those two with like someone with st- stability and that's good, like goodness, like good, 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 good. And someone with instability, some self issues and like how those two have been completely different. Yeah, you are very sensitive to people's sense of self and who they are. So you need to be mindful of who you let in your space. And who you allow in your circle and who you hang out with. Like that saying, you know, show me the five people you spend the most time with and I can tell you all about you. Yeah. That's really true for you. Very true for you. Okay. Okay. Um, so the not self question for the G center is, am I doing this to find love and direction? Am I fixating on finding love? Am I fixating on finding direction? Like, people with this can get spun out on love. Just like, oh, my God, is he ever coming? Oh, my God. Like, those people that are like, he hasn't spoken to me in eight months. <laughs> is he coming back? <laughs> he's not coming I, back, honey. He's not coming back today. <laughs> That's probably your open G-Center hung up on that. It's not funny because this is real life stuff. This is real life stuff. And I have had clients like that. You know what I mean? Um, and... But and they did wind up having open G centers, mm. you know. Like that's the thing. Like I, like this stuff blows my mind sometimes when I like when I get these charts with these people that I work with and I just see the stuff, you know. Um. So yeah, open G center. It's about love and direction. It can be a really tough one to decondition, and it's just like you just have to be very mindful of that. Now, here's a cool thing about this. Like when you want, like let's go back to this new job reference. Uh, this new job scenario, right? Yes. Um, so somebody with an open G-Center that's like, I want a new job, right? Um, you Basically, what you get to do is like tell your friends in your group that you're looking for a new job. And you tell them what you're looking for in a new job, right? And your friends will bring you job opportunities. They'll be like, hey, <laughs> I found out about, I saw this, uh, I, I found this, I uh, helped you want to go check it out? Then your sacral goes, uh-huh. And y'all go check it out. And you see how you feel in there. And if it feels good, put an application in. That literally happens within my business. Like my clients, my like friends that are clients, they're all like, I have this person for you. I told this person about you. I'm going to, they're coming, you know, like, it's just like, I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about the open ego center, the heart center. Ooh, let's. Okay, so this one can be a bit of a bitch. Um, this one, it, like I said, it's the ego center, right? <clears throat> so the heart is not actually have anything to do with love. The heart is a muscle, and the muscle has a job. It's to propel things. It's to pump blood. It's to gather resources. It's a direction of your willpower and your self-esteem and your self-worth. The, the ego center is in charge of your self-esteem and your self-worth and your connection with the material things. Mm. Okay? Okay. So with an open ego center, you do not have consistent willpower blowing my mind right now say again blowing my mind right now i'm listening okay now i've had i have had that you know it's so funny like i said this is the ego center too so this can really really get people in their shit when you tell them <laughs> that they don't have consistent willpower okay um now here's the cool thing uh, well, who, what may kind of uh, soften that blow um, to the ego is that actually like 70% of the population has undefined ego center. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. It's okay. <laughs> no, but I try to be as honest with myself as possible. And like, I can literally be like, on Monday, I'm not going to eat any more sugar. And then like Tuesday, I've literally forgotten. But I can say I'm going to give up alcohol and I give it up for 12 years. So like, I definitely get it and see it. Like, yeah, I, I'm with yeah. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, willpower is not consistent for you. Um, and so... Now, the thing about the ego center is that's where, like, the energy is. So it's willpower, right? Willpower is basically the ability to do whatever it is you set your mind to regardless of the circumstance. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this because I fucking want to do it because I said so. Yeah. All right? Um, that's what the willpower center brings. Now, it's not something that's, it, like, even if it's this, even if it's defined, like, I have a defined ego center, like, that stuff works in verse. It doesn't work, but it's not like a motor that just, like, it's just humming along like your sacral energy does. It's like, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a, what would I, what would I, it's kind of like a cheetah. You know what I mean? It's like, boom, running, going, going. Oh, I'm fucking tired. Let me sleep. <laughs> you know, like, it, 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 it's, it, yeah, that's that's what that does. Like, now it can push it and push it and push it when it's, when it's pushing it, but it needs to rest. Yeah. Right? And so when you have open, will open ego center, open heart center, um, your self-esteem and self-worth is going to be inconsistent. And when you catch yourself in your shit about your self-worth and about money and things like that, that's your ego center. Mm. That's your open ego center. Um, the open ego center is in charge, like I said, it's in charge of willpower and self-esteem, right? Um, courage, that kind of stuff. Like the ability, uh, it can be a little possessive and things like that. But it's, you know, it's, um. All right, guys, that was part one of my interview with Xavier. Please do go to lionlightworker.com and check out his offerings and what he's up to and get your human design chart done as well. And we'll see you next week on Monday for part two. See you then. Hello, my spiritual warriors. As you know, the doors to Mystic Rebel Academy have officially opened. They are open. So please go online to www.mysticalminister.com slash Mystic Rebel Academy and you can sign up for classes now.
We have classes of astral travel. We have sacred geometry, spiritual intuition. So you can learn the clairs and which ones are your most potent gifts, as well as sanctuary meditation and meeting your higher self. So you can connect with the higher frequencies of you and really get connected to that empowerment so that you can really do that which you are here to do in this world today. So go online, sign up, and you can always invite me to come and teach at your studio or your space, and as well as sign up for the Warrior Spirituality Workshop that will be live and in action very soon. I love you. I'll see you in person and online. Take care.